Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast. It's an elder-led ministry of Believer's Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. My name is Duffy Henderson, and I'll be your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and the benefit of God's people. Here, we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. So if you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in, and may the Lord bless this episode greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and your benefit. Well, today I'm joined back with uh, Jason Rowland, one of our pastors and elders here at Believers. And uh, just as a little bit of a programming note today, and I'll let him speak more to this in just a moment, uh, we originally had a different episode scheduled for today's um, episode, and one of our one of our guys who was going to be joining us, Patrick, he got he's he's fighting a sickness right now, allergies, and he couldn't he could barely talk. So, and then one of our other guys, Kyle, was going to join us for the episode, and he had some work stuff come up. So, providentially, we've been hindered from doing that episode, which will come in the future. But today, uh, we were looking to fill this spot. And uh, Jason had a great idea, I think, to bring up the topic and discuss the topic that we're going to discuss today. So, Jason, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. It's October the 19th, 2023. Yes. It's a beautiful day outside. and Gorgeous. Thankful for the opportunity to talk about this particular subject. We yeah. want to talk about how should a believer think about the attacks upon Israel. We all know the headlines. You know, this was a week ago Saturday that um, the attack by Hamas was made on the sovereign nation of Israel. And it's been a horrendous, it's been murderous, it's been uh, diabolical, diabolical. It's been something that um, certainly has uh, shocked the world. It has its uh, ramifications across the nations, our own government trying to scramble and think about how to um, approach this issue and what's going to happen in the future. We know that Israel is going to attack with vengeance, and uh, the civilized nations of the world seem to be encouraging a total um, wipeout, total destruction of Hamas, and uh, that seems to be the only just and right answer. So there's a lot to think about on this issue. I tried to address it a little bit Sunday morning with our congregation, the people that were here this past Sunday, and uh, said some things, and we'll probably repeat a few of those even in this episode, but um, thought we might be able to spend just a little more time uh, thinking about what we as believers should think about the attacks, because Anytime something like this happens, whether it's on an international scale or even on a national scale, you know, we begin to ask the questions about um, God's sovereignty, man's responsibility, um, why does evil exist um, in this situation? We're thinking about and asking questions about what is war, what is the meaning of war, what is a just war? Those kinds of questions, and, and particularly when it comes to the nation of Israel, and these kinds of attacks, then we recognize there are eschatological questions and last day questions. So what are people thinking about the timetable for the return of Christ? How does this peace fit in? Is this the beginning of the end? And those kinds of questions begin to be asked. And of course, um, you can hear 
um, on um, the internet. You can hear on the radio waves all the different perspectives and sermons and thoughts that people have about uh, is this part of the eschatological end and all the all the different ways and people try to uh, process such a horrendous horrendous uh, unexpected attack yeah yeah so. and I, let me let me jump in just kind of way of preface i i know that um you know i i i'm a a researcher by nature that's just kind of how i'm wired i'm a reader i'm a i'm constantly uh just personally i'm i'm i really i enjoy that sort of stuff and i've done a lot of you know listening and reading and uh, quote unquote recon kind of on this issue in the last couple of weeks and um, there's a lot of stuff out there. I'll just say that. And it runs the gamut from one end to the other. There's a lot of perspectives. And if you're listening to one person or reading one person uh, to the exclusion of some others, I think there's a lot of um, good thoughts out there from varying perspectives, just by way of a, an introductory comment from me. Um, but really, we want to look at this biblically, I think, specifically um, as Christians, how do we think about this? Um, and kind of keep some of the more peripheral stuff to the side. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are lesser important issues that we can disagree upon maybe. But anyway, just, just a thought there, um, Jason. Well, I think you're right. And I, I think the place to begin um, for b- the believer in thinking about this horrendous act is that it's evil, that it's horrible, um, and that biblical Christianity doesn't deny the reality and the power of evil. That's right. And so we can, number one, term this for what it is. It, it really is a full affirmation, if you will. It's a full picture of the reality of how evil sin is. That's right. And what you see is men that hate another group of people that would come in and do um, the most heinous things, killing little children, killing grandmothers killing innocent people bystanders at a at a um, an event that would be celebratory and and when you see that kind of thing you can't count that up as some kind of cultural or economic or political or psychological um, causation you have to recognize that that's just what sin is Yes. And it's, sin would manifest itself in the ugliest of ways. Exactly. I, it just speaks, first of all, you know, to, to the depravity of humanity. Right. And, you know, anytime, anytime we're faced with, I remember just in recent history, the attacks on Ukraine, um, uh, not even two years ago, and that, that issue is still moving forward. But I also think about even stuff that's happened on a smaller scale, like um, a school shooting where... Um, you know, a, a student or someone is just going into a school just to, you know, all those kinds of things just remind us what the Bible teaches us about the depraved nature of humanity. That's right. It confirms what Scripture teaches. And in one sense, although it's horrifying to see these things and hear these things, it should not surprise us that humanity uh, can stoop to this level of evil. Right. And, and recognize this, this was premeditated. Just as you mentioned the school shootings, what we know about that is those are always premeditated. It wasn't just that somebody um, broke in the moment and they had a weapon and they began to 
to um, shoot the room up, but it is that they premeditated, they planned it, just like Hamas planned this attack. Absolutely. And uh, it, it was designed to inflict terror and death um, in the most heinous ways. So perhaps you've seen the video clips and you know that they've taken hostages. Um, this is a terrorist group. This is not necessarily the the Palestinian people. The Palestinian people certainly voted Hamas in as their government, and then the Hamas um, government has determined that they would make the surprise attack upon the nation of Israel. And we we have to affirm that not every Palestinian is going to be. Uh, involved with this not every palestinian would have the same attitude as this terrorist group so you have to separate those two yep good and thought. good thought and and the nation of israel just wants to leave live peaceably with palestinians when they've up in israel four times and um if i can say this correctly i'm i'm almost certain that each time that we have gone with our Jewish guide, with a busload full of Christians, we've had a Palestinian driver. Yeah, you mentioned that this past most recent. Right. And and that's, that is um, my experience, at least with these Palestinian bus drivers. It, they're pleasant people. There seems to be no animosity or hate between the Jewish guide and the Palestinian bus driver. There seems to be just a, a willingness to cooperate and work together to help each other survive. Uh, we'll share pictures of our families. This last trip that I went on in um, the uh, beginning of this year, 2023, to Israel, uh, the Palestinian bus driver, he could not understand the English, but we could understand. Uh, he showed me a picture of his family on the phone. I showed him a picture of my family. and. We can understand enough to each other to just have human yeah. appreciation and dialogue with yeah. one another. Bonded over being family men, fathers, and husbands. Right. right? So my point is, and going back to what we, we originally said, is that we just have to separate um, the fact that this is a terrorist group within a nation, but that what we are seeing is definitely the full reality of evil. Yes. But... The, the other side of that coin and the good news is that we have the gospel and we have the full reality of its saving power. We have the um, assurance, the, the affirmation that the only remedy for this kind of evil is the gospel. That's right. It's not moral reform. Moral reform is a fruit of, uh, follows the heart change of the regeneration of the the heart by the gospel, right? So right. we know that that comes later, but, um, you know, laws or, you know, doing something external does not touch the heart of the depravity of, of, of mankind. That's right. So the gospel is really, truly. That's right. Um, and it sounds maybe pithy to some, but it, it truly is the answer to, it is what both the nation of Israel and the nation of Palestine, all, all of those people there, need the gospel. Um, they need Christ. That's right. That's their greatest need. That is their greatest need. Not peace, not security, not safety, but their greatest need is Christ. Um, and we'll mention 
more about that in, in some of our practical ways that we can think about this. This is just sort of setting of a biblical worldview foundation or yes. um, a theological foundation. The other thing that we could say about what's happening there with these t- attacks upon Israel is there is a necessity for justice. Yes, absolutely. It has to be um, resolved. Absolutely. Now, w- will it be resolved perfectly? No. I mean, the only true perfect righteousness awaits the day of the Lord, the, the return of the Lord Jesus, and what that will look like. And that will be perfect justice. But Israel as a nation has the right and, and, and really the responsibility. The obligation and responsibility, I would say. To yeah. deal with this terrorist Absol- group. Absolutely so. Yeah. And it seems that the most of the uh, nations of the world that would um, be thinking wisely uh, are agreeing with that. They're encouraging Israel's total destruction of Hamas. The problem is that's going to be a more difficult because this terrorist group, they're cowards. They're going to hide behind mm-hmm. innocent people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is a just war in that sense, that justice has to be served here. But then how is that served? That becomes the next major question when you're trying to think about just war. How then is this war to be conducted in a way that is just? So the primary thing is that there's the minimization of uh, civilians' lives. You you don't kill randomly. So these terrorists, they're cowards. They're going to hide behind um, the Palestinian people mm-hmm. who they have uh, really abused and taken advantage of. Um, I'm sure that there are Palestinians that, are, that have jumped right into the fray with uh, the terrorist group, but there are then those others who would um, be um, used and uh, taken advantage of. So it's going to be hard for Israel to fight a just war in this. And it will be interesting to see what the political ramifications of this will be in the future, what um, what kind of um, response the Arabic nations will have, uh, particularly if there's a, a large number of innocent civilians that will be uh, killed in the process of rooting out Hamas. So uh, it could be long and it could be difficult for the nation of Israel, and it will have some worldwide uh, effects. Yeah, but it will. So uh, I think that those three thoughts kind of line out for some political, uh, rather theological yeah. basis to sort of build some practical thoughts on. Yeah, those are good. I yeah. appreciate you bringing those three out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that we can say that we see right in Scripture um is the admonition that we would grieve with those who grieve or we would mourn with those who mourn. That's in Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 9 through verse 21. That statement is there. And so certainly there ought to be a, a brokenness, a sadness for us to think about these innocent lives that are being uh, robbed and, and murdered and and what 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 a horrendous thing for us to think about even if they um aren't believers there's still a sense in which we grieve just for the carnage yes. and the devastation of these innocent lives 
I think about the fact that not only should we grieve with those who grieve, and we need to recognize that there are going to be people that are suffering on both sides. Yes. Just as I said, the, these Palestinians are going to be used as human shields, going to be taken advantage of, and the Israeli innocents that have been killed. The, the, in 75 years, the most, um, the most number of casualties for the nation of Israel in 75 years, I think the count was at 1,300, something yeah. like that. This is of, of historic proportions. Yes. And it will, it's not ended yet. Right. It, there, and that's, that's the, just the gut-wrenching part of this. Right. And so Christians ought to have compassion. There ought to be a sense of, um, of um, feeling, emotion, emotional reaction toward not just the fact that there are Israelis, but also Palestinians that will be suffering. Yeah. There should be a sense of righteous indignation yes. from our part because yes. we can see, uh, we know the justice and the holiness of God. We know that the Israelis and the Palestinians and whoever else is involved in this are image bearers of God. They are uh, part of God's good creation. And uh, that, that should spur in us uh, a deep sorrow and compassion. I, I so appreciate you bringing that point up. Right. Absolutely so. And so let's think about just some other things. And I said a few of these things on Sunday morning. Um, the first thing that I would say to us as believers is that um, we ought to certainly pray. Um, we had the admonition really in uh, Proverbs chapter 122, not Proverbs, Psalm 122, that Psalm of Ascent, um, that says in verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, Now, you can take that as an ongoing biblical instruction. Uh, You can take it as an ongoing biblical instruction uh, with a particular urgency at this time. Or you can understand it as this is just something that we are reminded to do, not only for Jerusalem, but we ought to be praying, as you mentioned earlier, Duffy, about the war in Ukraine. I mean, we're not quite two years, and have we forgotten? I have to admit that that I haven't been praying for Ukraine and the survival of that people, or you haven't grieved with the suffering that's there. I mean, you know, after a time, you forget, and you go on with your life and you get busy until something else rises up and you know pray for Jerusalem yes but pray for Ukraine pray for your own nation right absolutely um, yep so there there are ways I think that we can um, pray for Israel particularly I think we can uh, pray for Israel and Ukraine uh, the protection of innocent people we can pray for a quick end to the fighting. We can pray for justice uh, to come upon those who deserve it. Uh, We can pray that those who have committed these horrendous acts would be rooted out, that they would be um, smoked out, if you will, away from um, abusing and using innocence to hide behind. Um, We can pray for and we mentioned this this past Sunday as well. But there are Christian Palestinians. There are Christian yes. Jews. Yes. They're they're sandwiched here. They're caught in the middle yes. of this. We need to pray for their uh, health, their sa- their safety, their security, uh, their provision, their protection. We can pray for their their gospel presentation. Um, 
And, you know, one of the things that I've been praying for, and I prayed with my wife Stacy this morning in our devotional time, we pray the gospel will go forth in power. I mean, the gospel, and I, uh, the gospel is, the gospel we have has more power than the terrorists who are attacking. Amen. Right? Yeah, you said that Sunday morning, and that gave me chills. Uh, that's, right. it, and that's so true. We have a gospel that is more powerful than terrorism. Yes. That is probably the one thing that we need to remember most right now. Yeah. And and God will fulfill his eternal plans for Israel, whatever that means. I know that there's a lot of questions and and thought about, is this the end? Is it the beginning of the end? And what about the, the physical nation of Israel? And is Jesus going to come back? And if the physical nation is going to survive and there's going to be a literal millennial kingdom that's going to be in Jerusalem and so Jerusalem has to survive and Jesus is going to come back and he's going to come back on the Mount of Olives which is right outside of Jerusalem just across the Kitron Valley you know so if you're thinking along those lines I mean I get the questions Um, I guess one of the admonitions that I would have and encouragements for all of us is don't get too carried away with those things. Don't get distracted by that. I, I don't know if this is part of the um, schedule that God has laid out, and I don't know exactly how all the end um, times will be, what the events will be, but but I know that God has a plan. He's going to fulfill his purposes for the nation of Israel. He's going to have a people for himself. Those people are going to be made up of Jews and Gentiles from every nation, tribe, tribe, tongue, people group. So we can trust that if this is the um, if this is the end, uh, according to um, the way that that a lot of people have understand understood the, the end times, we'll know it soon enough. We'll 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 we'll, we'll have definite confirmation. <laughs> those, yeah, those uh, those questions and. Uh, you know, conclusions and various things will be, uh, we'll know pretty quickly right, <laughs> one right. way or the other. <laughs> right. And I praise God. I, I mean, if the end is near, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And in one sense, we say, Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just as it does at the book of the, at the end of the book of the and Revelation. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yes. But, you know, and I think it's, it's, there's probably more that could be said about yeah. those things. Yeah. And, but I don't know that this is the, the episode of the podcast that we ought to try to do that. Um, I don't feel like that we have to have uh, every yeah. I dotted and T crossed and sure. have all the answers. It's just too much to think about. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'll just re- you know reiterate, too, um, like I said earlier, there's so much um, media that you can consume right now regarding this issue. So more than you can, more than, more than you can consume right now. Right. Um, if you, if you try to, uh, if you go down that road at this moment and just get kind of tunnel vision about, you know, what you said about end times and this war and you have all of these, I mean, it's really going to be, it would not be a wise, I don't think, a wise thing to do at this moment. Right. Especially for just your spiritual health as a, as a Christian. We, you know, these underlying things that we kind of building the worldview of, 
and looking at things from a big picture, a wide lens, I think is sometimes helpful for us to get a good footing mm-hmm. on things. Right. And I think you ought to pay attention, watch the news, <clears throat> be discerning who you listen to, what you read. Um, but I also think if you consume it too much, it does nothing but cause anxiety and fear and it causes that speculation. And um, just don't be absorbed with it. That's right. Take um, careful time to be informed, certainly. And so I would never say don't watch the news. I would just say, you know, be discretionary on your time with it. And um, we probably ought to uh, be praying and reading our scripture um, as much or more uh, than we're trying to listen to, to Fox News explain to us what's going on over there. Um, it's and, a good thought. You know, it just... Those kinds of things, I think, as Christians, uh, it's easy to get caught up in the moment. I yep. mean, I, I'm yep. the same way. We all do. Yes. Every single one of us is, is can, can get into that, for yes. sure. Yes, yes. Um, so, we were talking about things you can pray, but pray for the flourishing of the, is the nation of Israel. Yep. Uh, pray for the existence of the nation of Israel. I mean, it has a right to exist. The sovereign nation that the UN established in, in 1948, at the end of World War II, at the uh, height of, um, I think, probably was a reaction to the Holocaust, um, they established this nation, and it's been fighting for its survival since. And this is another time in which this nation um, is fighting for its um, existence. So pray that they can exist. I mean, pray that the Ukrainians can flourish that yeah, can we, exist. We see this happen, you know, time and time again. We these little nations uh, are they they look like um, easy targets for for uh, you know it's it's a I hate to say it's a bully mentality in a, in a way. Right. You know, we we this is not the only thing that's happened this way. There's uh, it's happened before in in various forms and fashions. Um, big power wants to take over little power and you know right. take more power. Right. And so, yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a war that um, that I've had some conversations with about people, uh, with people about the fact that it seems to be a war that is based solely on hate. There's nothing to gain uh, as far as uh, land, um, women, uh, money. There's nothing to gain except one nation, one group, I should say, not, not a nation, but a group from a nation. One group of people want to, out of hate, destroy another people for no other reason than it's pure hate. This is religious zeal gone off the rails. Yes, you're but, so right with, it, with that. Yeah, and so we're, we're just, um, it's hard to wrap our mind around it, but yeah. it, it does go back to what we said in the beginning. It is just the evidence of the total depravity of mankind. Yeah. And we're not, you know, we, we don't want to, you know, just to, we don't want to deny the fact there is ethnic hatred all over. Yes. The, this sort of thing happens, you know, again, just for perspective, this is happening and it's been recurring with the nation of Israel, but we have, you know, to a different, lesser degree maybe, but similar stuff that's happened here within our own borders um, all over the world in, in various forms and fashions. Um, and we know that that is an evidence of the depravity of, of mankind. That's um, right. Ego and, and and superiority and whatever else would be fueling those types of things. That's right. So, and and again, uh, Islamic kind oh, of yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Quran teaching, Islamic yeah. thought. Yep. Um, so, well, we have we're almost at thirty minutes. Wrap us up with a couple of more just admonitions okay. for us, Jason. Well, I, I think finally, uh, rather than to be fearful, overwhelmed, um, trying to figure out all the answers, um, just ground yourself in the Scripture, in prayer, and in your church. Find your life revolving around your church. This is something that uh, we've talked about on other episodes in different circumstances in different ways, but I think it comes back to this. The, the way that you and I can survive what seems to be a reckless, chaotic, hopeless world is to ground ourselves with other believers Amen. and and surround ourselves with the Word and, and the encouragement, the edification of other believers. Uh, I think that's important for us as believers. I think one thought, too, is remember that you, you don't have to have all the answers politically, sociologically, economically. You don't have to have all those answers. But the answer that you do have, which is the gospel, share it. Amen. In these conversations that you're going to have, make sure that you um, are clear on the gospel and uh, that being the only remedy for this kind of heinous crime against uh, innocent people. Um, yeah, I would just, just supplement what you just said that just remember, um, Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, we have this beautiful um, phrasing that's, uh, talking about the church, the local church, um, the bride of Christ, if you will, uh, which is the church of the living God. And that's so, I love how, I mean, he, he sets the God of scriptures in contradistinction to all other false gods. He is the living God. Amen. Um, and the church is a pillar and buttress of the truth. And so if you are looking for truth, if you are um, floundering with your I don't know what to, how do I think about this? Well, your local church, be have this draw you even more committed to your the local Christians that you are with here at Believers specifically. Mm-hmm. Bring your questions to Pastor Jason. Jason would love to, you know, don't go elsewhere and, and do, do all of your, you know, uh, speculation uh, to the neglect of your very own pastor here who would, who would have some good thoughts and things to, to share with you and counsel you through these uh, if you're struggling with that. So uh, just an aff- affirming what you're, you're Well, saying. thank you, Duffy. And and then one one other thing, just remember to pray for our nation. Yeah. Pray for our president and our congressmen and women as they make decisions about this particular event and the international um, relations that we have with Israel and how that we can come alongside and help. Um, just Just pray that President Biden and our vice president, all of those cabinet members of this administration would have wisdom about this. And uh, uh, there's probably much more we could say, but at least those are some thoughts that um, I hope bring clarity and encouragement as we think about this particular issue. How should we think about the attacks upon Israel? Yeah, thank you, Jason. Those are some good thoughts. And we'll wrap up with that today. And Again, like I've, I've just mentioned, I know Jason would be happy to, to talk with you further uh, one-on-one uh, at some point if you have any more questions regarding this situation. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you once again for taking your time out of your day to listen to the Asking for a Friend podcast. We surely hope that it's been a blessing to you. 
Don't forget to like or share these podcasts uh, with anyone that you might think would benefit from it, Um, especially this one with the content that we've covered. Um, Pass this along to someone that you know has been struggling with some questions or uh, dealing with this issue. Um, Maybe it can help shed some, some helpful light on the subject. And don't forget, you can submit us a question through our website, bbcemory.org, and go to the media tab, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you'll find a spot there to submit us a topic for a future podcast. But as usual, until next time, grace and peace be with you all.